If you could hang out with a hero who's now dead, not in the Bible, who would you want to hang out with? You're asking me? I'm asking you. Wow. Uh, well, Christian or non-Christian? Yeah, it doesn't matter. I would say, I would say as far as a non-Christian, I, I would, and I don't know, maybe he was a Christian, but I would love to sit down and have a conversation with Winston Churchill. Oh, that'd be cool. Fascinating be cool. guy. You could have a cigar was, with him. Yeah, he was, a, he was quite a cigar guy, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Chew on him sometimes That's without right. smoking it, but. Yeah, yeah. I could see <laughs> and that. And then, you know, as far as Christian, I, I would love to sit down with Spurgeon, C.H. Spurgeon. Yeah, well, that's another cigar so, guy for you. Well, the, yeah, he was. In fact, it was a controversy. It was a kind of a funny, funny deal. There was quite a controversy in America. What the Brits didn't care, but he was a British pastor. And yeah. Americans got all upset about, oh, there's a pastor and he shouldn't be smoking cigars. And, and he had a, he had a crowd of Americans listening to him one night at a conference. And he said publicly, and I will go home tonight and I will have a cigar to the glory of God. Yeah, there you go. It's like in your face. <laughs> I would have went with G.K. Chesterton for me. He's oh, another cigar guy, but one man. of my favorite writers. That guy was, man, full of wisdom. Yeah. Well, here in Mark chapter 9, which is on the docket for today, we see a few of the disciples get to see some of their heroes and have a conversation mm. with them. We're going to see those heroes wow, and why cool. those were heroes yep. today. In Mark 9, you're listening to Between the Lines. I'm Junior. And I'm Scott. And, and I'll you, go ahead. Yeah, yep. Why don't you start? We got 50 verses. So we got to plow right through this. Verse one, it says, Jesus went on to say, I tell you the truth. Some standing here right now will not die before they see the kingdom of God arrive in great power. Now he's not talking about when heaven comes to earth. He's no. talking about the church. Is yep. that correct? Yep. Six days later, Jesus took Peter, James, and John. This is, I still believe they were in Northern Israel at this point and led them, led them up a high mountain to be alone. As the men and watched, we say that Northern Israel because of what happened yesterday when they were at uh, Caesarea Philippi. Yep. That's right. Led them up a high mountain to be alone. Is the no? This isn't fair because he takes three people and not all twelve. Yeah. But God is not fair. As the men watched, Jesus' appearance was transformed, and his clothes became dazzling white, far whiter than any earthly bleach could ever make them. Then Elijah and Moses, which I love, right there. It's like really, Mark. That's all. Like. More than any bleach. Yeah, just, <laughs> I love his writing. Then Elijah and Moses appeared and began talking with Jesus. Now we have Old Testament heroes. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not just Elijah and Moses because they have cool stories, so their stories are cool. But Elijah represents the prophets who mm -hmm. spoke on behalf of God. Moses represents the law, which was also on behalf of God. So and it was two, the two major sections of Scripture. There was also the, the writings or the poetry books. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it represents all of scripture right. for them. But Elijah and Moses really represented God to the people mm -hmm. for many years. Peter, well, what's interesting here too, though, is again, I know we have a long, lot of, lot of reading to do, but both Elijah and Moses, their, you know, their death or burial place are unknown because Moses yeah. just went off and God took care of his body. And Elijah, he, he didn't die. He just went in a chariot up into Buried the sky. fire, right? Yeah. yeah. Peter exclaimed, Rabbi, it's wonderful for us to be here. Let's make three shelters as memorials, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. So it was Peter saying, I want to stay here. Let's make some shelters and some memorials. Instead of just soaking in the moment, he's got to just start talking. Right. It's it's a little bit, not similar, but a little bit similar to us today is we got to take all these pictures and videos <laughs> and we can't just enjoy the moment. He said this because they didn't really know what else to say. <laughs> so just, like, just shut up. You know what to say? Talk. <laughs> But they were all terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my dearly loved son. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, Moses and Elijah were gone, and they mm. saw only Jesus with them. As he went back down the mountain, he told them not to tell anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man has risen from the dead. 
So they kept it to them. No, there's another prophecy of mm-hmm. him rising from the dead. Yeah. So they kept it to themselves, but they often asked each other what, what meant by rising from the dead. Yeah. Both Peter and John write about this. Yeah. Then they asked him, why do the teachers of religious law insist that Elijah must return before the Messiah comes? And Jesus responded, Elijah is indeed coming first to get everything ready. Yet why do the scriptures say that the son of man must suffer greatly and be treated with utter contempt? But I tell you, Elijah has already come. He's talking about John the Baptist mm-hmm. there, right? Yep. And they chose to abuse him just as the scriptures predicted. When they returned to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd surrounding them. And some teachers of, this is them coming down from the mountain. They see mm-hmm. a crowd. Some teachers of the religious law were arguing with them. So this is Jesus comes back to camp and you have the religious laws and an argument or the religious leaders. When the crowd saw Jesus, they overwhelmed with awe and they ran to greet him. What is all this arguing about? Jesus asked. One of the men in the crowd spoke up and said, teacher, I brought my son so you could heal him. He is possessed by an evil spirit that won't let him talk. And whenever the spirit seizes him, it throws him violently to the ground. Then he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast out the evil spirit, but they couldn't do it. And Jesus said to them, you faithless people, how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. That kind of seems a little bit grouchy there. Yeah. Uh, and well, and, and it's okay. He, he sometimes just gets a, a bit uh, direct, yeah. the way I would put it. Yeah. So they brought the boy, but when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child into a violent convulsion. He fell to the ground, writhing and foaming at the mouth. How long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father. He replied, since the boy was very little, the spirit often throws him into the fire, into water, trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. What do you mean, if I can, Jesus asked. Anything is possible if a person believes. He's not saying, I just kind of want to stop there. I know we have a lot of verses, mm-hmm. but this isn't like PBS kids. You know, right. It's like, if you believe, you can do anything. Yeah, it's it's the who you who are you trusting actually yeah. there? Did you believe in me? Because he started off by saying, "What do you mean if I can?" Yeah. So do, are you not really believing that I will yeah. that I can? And part of trusting because I, I have seen denominations say, "Well, you know, if somebody isn't healed, it means you don't believe enough and have enough faith." Well, no, no. Part of trusting is trusting when things don't go the way you wanted them to. Mm-hmm. That's really when you yeah. have to trust. The father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw yeah, the I love that statement. I've, I have yeah. said those words many times myself. Yeah. When Jesus saw the crowd of onlookers was growing, he rebuked the evil spirit. Listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak. He said, I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. Now take it to verse 26. Then the spirit screamed and threw the boy into another violent convulsion and left him. The boy appeared to be dead. A murmur ran through the crowd as people said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and helped him to his feet, and he stood up. Afterward, when Jesus was alone in the house with his disciples, they asked him, why couldn't we cast out that evil spirit? And Jesus replied, this kind can be cast out only by prayer. And Matthew adds only by prayer and fasting. And so it is all about what I think Jesus's point here. It's all about the connection that he has with the Father. Leaving that region, they traveled through Galilee. Jesus didn't want anyone to know that he was there, for he wanted to spend more time with his disciples and teach them. He said to them, The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of his enemies. He will be killed, but three days later he will rise from the dead. They didn't understand what he was saying, however, until and they were afraid to ask him what he meant. And verse 33 then. And they arrived at Capernaum and settled in a house. And again, we talked about that house last week, but we're pretty sure which house that is, the, house, the probably Peter's house. 
Jesus asked his disciples, what were you discussing out on the road? Now, of course, Jesus knew, but he wanted to bring this up as a conversation after it had settled into their minds. But they didn't answer because they had been arguing about which of them was the greatest. (laughs) So they didn't answer. They knew it was a foolish discussion. He sat down, called the 12 disciples over to him and said, whoever wants to, to be first must take last place and be the servant of everyone else. So significance is achieved through service. Now, it wasn't wrong for them to want significance. I think that desire is a, has been created within us, and every one of us wants to have a life that's going to outlast us. Jesus' whole point here is that significance is only achieved not by being master, but by being servant. And that's the best way to lead. Jesus is the one that coined that phrase, servant leader. Anyone who, well, uh, oh, yeah, verse 36, 36, which then he gives this lesson, and he took a little child among them, taking the child into his arms. He said to them, anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf welcomes me, and anyone who welcomes me welcomes not only me, but also my father who sent me. And we me. think of that as cute. There's lots of pictures of Jesus holding a child, but that would not have been cute during this time. Children weren't seen as cute. They were more seen as liabilities. Yeah, they were just an annoyance, and, yeah. and they... They, you didn't, you weren't considered valuable in the Greco-Roman society until you were able to produce value in the community. And so Jesus has someone who actually is a drain on value in that Mm -hmm. sense, children are. And he says, this is how you must receive. You have to have that kind of humility. John said to Jesus, teacher, we saw someone using your name to cast out demons, but we told him to stop because he wasn't in our group. Don't stop him, Jesus said. No one who performs a miracle in my name will soon be able to speak evil of me. Anyone who is not against me is for us. If anyone gives you even a cup of water because you belong to the Messiah, I tell you the truth, that person will surely be rewarded. But if you cause one of these little ones who trusts in me to fall into sin, it would, or if, I'm sorry, if you cause, yeah, if you cause one of these little ones who trusts in me to fall into sin, it would be better for you to be thrown into us, the sea with a large millstone hung around your neck. So it's not just hurting a child that is horrible in the sight of God, but it's leading that child in the wrong direction, leading them astray. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It's better to enter eternal life with only one hand than to go into the unquenchable fires of hell with two hands. We talk about this in counseling quite a bit as radical amputation. Sometimes you just got to get things out of your life that are leading you into sin. And this doesn't mean to actually amputate. I mean, there are, no. I think Origen, there's a legend that Origen given himself, uh, castrated himself. Oh, you know, man. For this. But this is talking about radical amputation. Like there's some people who just shouldn't have internet in their house. Yeah. There's some people who shouldn't have smartphones. If your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It's better to enter eternal life with only one foot than to be thrown into hell with two feet. And if your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out. It's better to enter into the kingdom of God with only one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell. It's all about what really does matter to you. What is it that matters to you? Does he Is eternity really what's most important to you? Where the maggots never die and the fire never goes out, for everyone will be tested by with fire. Which it, The reason it says salt is good then for seasoning, because literally it's for everyone will be salted with fire is the literal Greek rendering of this. Salt is good for seasoning, but if it loses its flavor... How do you make it salty again? You must have the qualities of salt among yourselves and live in peace with each other. All right, man, we, uh, you know, that was a long one. So let's let's get into our psalm right away here. Yeah, it's Psalm 19 and 20 and these great psalms. But Verses one through three are so well known in Psalm 19. The heavens, and I actually prefer the old King James in this, but the heavens declare the glory of God and the sky displays his marvelous craftsmanship. Day after day, they continue to speak. 
night after night, they make him known. That is the creation God's given to us. It shows forth his power and glory and majesty and creativity. Yeah. One one thing I love that my my wife does when we take our girls to the zoo, she's always pointing at the creator. Look how yeah. creative God is because there's just something about enjoying creation through that, through that psalm lens. That's really cool. All right. Well, before we go, National Day today is National Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. Mm. And it's hard to be in law enforcement today. Very hard. Um, and so... So today, know. Junior, send a text to your brother. That's right. Text to the brother, text to a friend. Yeah, we, gotta, maybe, we maybe, have so many godly police officers in our church. Maybe drive recklessly just so you can get pulled over just yeah. to thank the officer <laughs> pulling you over. No. If there's no traffic around. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, make it a good day, and we'll be with you tomorrow.